Welcome to Slingstones, a podcast with insights for the Christian journey. And now your host, Terry Warden. When I was a young boy, my mother and dad, probably twice, maybe three times a year, would make the trip from Finleyville to Beaver, Pennsylvania, to visit my great aunt and my great uncle. My great aunt, Aunt Biddett, was one of the shining lights in my life. She always anticipated our coming. She was generous, kind, loving, upbeat. And even though it was a long trip in my mind as a small boy, I always enjoyed going up to see Aunt Biddett and Uncle Rob. Now, Uncle Rob was kind of a rough character. He wasn't mean, but he was very, very opinionated, biased in many, many ways, and just simply rough. But he was always good and kind to me. Now, whenever Aunt Biddett would put out a meal before we ate, if we were there, she would ask me to say a blessing. And then before anyone began to take the food, my Uncle Rob would always say, pick, shovel, and dig, root hog, or die. Now, I didn't know what that meant, but it was before every single meal he said those words. And by the time I grew to be six or seven or eight years old, and then all the way through until they passed, we would begin this meal, the blessing would be said, he would say the words, pick, shovel, and dig, And then he'd look at me, and it was my turn to say, root hog or die. That became a very strange family tradition whenever we were at Aunt Biddett's house. But you know, those words reflected Uncle Rob. Uncle Rob simply believed that in life, you get what you work for. And you better work hard for it, and you better knock other people out of the way if you have to to make sure you get yours. Now, I never interpreted that little ritual as anything more than what it was. But for him, the idea that advancing in life, being on firm ground, is all determined by your actions Well, that was deeply embedded in his mind and in his heart. I was thinking about that the other day. I've just been reminiscing about relatives that I've cared about, probably because I've just heard that another one of my relatives, a wardle, 94 years old, is now in hospice care. And she and her husband, Jack, were very, very important in our life and our families. And so, yes, I admit There's a bit of a reminiscence going on, and that's what brought up my thinking of that little statement that was always made at Aunt Biddett's table by Uncle Rob. Now, as I began to think about that, it it drew my mind to something that can be true in the Christian life, and that is that we can also have the impression that being secure, growing in the Lord— Being right with God is very much related to my own obligations. Have I done my part? 
Did I pick, shovel, and dig? Did I root and hog in order that I might secure my place before God? In other words, that being in right standing with God is about my willingness to fulfill all the religious obligations that may be there and that I do it with a faithfulness so that I don't in any way compromise my standing with God. Now, that leads me to say something about religious activities. I think that religious activities and the litany that is often embraced in the community of Christ are important reminders of what Christ has done for us. And that the power in our lives does not rest in our doing those activities, but us understanding that in embracing them, we're doing it as a reminder of what it is that Jesus Christ has done. That we're remembering all that Jesus did. So let me just think of, say, many things. For example, there's a lot of people think it's very important that you go to church and you go to church on Sunday. Well, yeah, it is. But remember that going to church on Sunday was in part a reminder of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's why Christians gathered on the first day of the week to remind themselves of what it is that Jesus had accomplished for us. Or what about the Eucharist? It's exactly the same. When we participate in the Lord's Supper, we're not securing ourselves through that activity. We're reminding ourselves of what it is that Jesus has already done and what Jesus accomplished for us on the cross when his body was broken and his blood was shed. You see, what I'm trying to get to is there is a security we have in Christ because of what Jesus has done. And therefore, it is not on us to make sure that we're fulfilling every single obligation to secure ourselves. But we do embrace these religious activities because they're a reminder. There's, there's so many others. The idea of using anointing oil. It's not that there's power itself in the oil. It's a reminder that by his stripes we are healed and that God has called us to be his children that live under a precious anointing of the Holy Spirit or the washing of holy water or what people do when they cross themselves in church on Sunday. You see, it is very easy to be led astray to believe that doing these kinds of religious activities on the first part are what secure us before God. And therefore, we anxiously do them to make sure we've done our part and therefore feel religious. 
Well, that opens the door for a religious spirit that's always calling us to measure up. But on the other hand, the failure to appreciate these litanies of religious activity can in fact cause us to fail to remember what it is that Jesus has done for us. That it isn't our hard work at religious activity that makes us right with God, but we embrace these symbols and these litanies as a pure reminder of what Jesus has done. When I was a small boy and my parents would occasionally go to church, it was a low church tradition, of course, a little Methodist Episcopal church in our very small community. And there was nothing elaborate about it. There may have been one stained glass window, but I don't remember more. And up front, there would be a, a brass cross and offering plates and, and what would be considered, if you will, the table of the Lord. But that was about it. But every week, there came a point in which an acolyte would walk up front with a lit candle, if you will, I can't recall what the name of that is. And they would walk up front and they would light the candles that were on the altar. Now, it seemed to many it was just a religious activity, but it was to be a reminder of the presence of the Holy Spirit, the living fire of God. And if we fail to remember what the symbol points to, we then turn the activity into something that supposedly will secure us before God. I, I just think this is a very, very important moment for us to be reminded that we don't want to either believe that our activities and embrace of religious litanies is what secures us with God because we know that's only Jesus. But on the other hand, we don't want to throw baby out with bathwater because as we do these things, they are to point to the reminder of Jesus. So I mentioned this before, but yes, when I'm praying and I think about the fact that on the cross, Jesus paid my debt, I cross myself. And I don't do it because I believe God looks down and says, oh, look how religious Terry is in that he's crossing himself. But it's my reminding myself that behind this activity and behind this substance is the work of Jesus Christ and what he has done for me. And so all these activities that we embrace have a meaning beneath them. And we want to learn how to point to that meaning. My wife and I have many times, and literally I'm not exaggerating, many times driven across Kansas to either go to Colorado or when we used to go out to California. And we've driven Route 70 on Kansas countless times, dozens of times. 
And many of those times we've always said when you get to western Kansas, there is a cathedral of the plains and you can see it from 70 and it sits in this very small village and it's this giant cathedral and we've always said someday we're going to stop. Well, we did in our recent trip. And we go into this little town called Victoria that is absolutely on the plains and very small. And there's this large cathedral. On the outside, it basically looks like adobe bricks. But as soon as you go inside, you begin to see one of the most stunning and beautiful basilicas. And it's celebrated around the world. And many people don't know about it. And there, there is just so much artwork there and stained glass windows and many other icons of the Lord. Now, there are those that would see those as completely unnecessary because they believe that it leads to idol worship. Well, it can, but there's really a purpose for all these stained glass windows and the various artifacts that are up front in in a beautiful portrait of what Jesus Christ has done for us. They are to be reminders of the substance of what Jesus has done. How grateful I am today that my standing with God is not based on my ability to pick, shovel, and dig my way into security. But in fact, it's because of what Christ has done. And I want to embrace all the litanies and all the symbols that point to what Jesus has done so that I am reminded in the moment. I don't want to make the mistake of believing that going to church or crossing myself or celebrating the Eucharist or getting anointing oil or holy water somehow makes me more holy. It doesn't. But it is a reminder of what Jesus Christ has done. And I believe that embracing these litanies helps us remember how firm in the faith we are. And it causes me to say to Jesus yet again, thank you for all that you have done to make me secure. And I want to be reminded of that in as many ways as possible over and over and over again.